Hello and welcome to Schneider Electric's podcast for everyday extraordinary healthcare. Facility teams must maintain extraordinary operations so clinical teams can continuously deliver extraordinary care every day. However, a reactive approach to asset performance management can expose hospitals and clinicians to critical risks and uncertainty. Using digitization is a way to drive real-time data-driven decisions where evidence-based information through predictive analytics can help around proactive maintenance. It'll help optimize asset availability and also improve the performance of that facility. All in all, keeping operations more productive and profitable and most importantly, safe for the patients. Today, we're focusing in on asset protection in healthcare. And I'm very pleased to have uh, Alex Richards with us today. Alex is the Field Service Digital Director with Schneider Electric. Alex, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Chris. Pleased to be here. Excellent. So, you know, talking about asset protection in healthcare, and we hear this a lot about maintaining continuous operations and services in healthcare. So when you think about maintenance, reactive and predictive, you know, what, what does it mean to you? What is predictive maintenance in healthcare? Well, I think if you if you look at a lot of critical segments, Chris, you can really understand the importance of continuity of power, reliability of equipment. But this is really brought into sharp focus when we talk about healthcare, because clearly we're talking about medical facilities, we're talking about treatments, we're talking about people's lives at the end of the day with operations. So it really relies on having reliable, critical infrastructure that is maintainable, it is predictable, and can be operated in a safe and continuous way. So when we look at the maintenance strategies that support these kind of healthcare facilities, here is where our healthcare operators have to make a decision on what strategy they employ or what mix of strategies between a purely reactive approach at one end of the spectrum and a fully predictive approach at the other end. And depending on where they are on that spectrum depends on the technology at their disposal, the systems they have, the software they have, all the third-party partnerships that they can rely on. But clearly, if we talk about reactive, we are talking about a run-to-fail approach, responding to things as and when it goes wrong. On the flip side or at the opposite end of that, if we are more condition-based or predictive, This is where we're talking about using data and information, and you mentioned in the introduction there, evidence to really decide on when to maintain, what to do to prevent issues before they occur. Now, obviously, we're both from the UK, so, you know, the NHS, and we look at their backlog maintenance, and there's a lot of cost in terms of how they maintain their infrastructure. And there's also, you know, a lot of aging infrastructure, you know, on that estate. So when when you think about critical assets, and you're thinking about moving to that predictivity, what kind of assets are you connecting to, to help them kind of move towards that kind of predictive level? Yeah. Yeah, this is a challenge for any healthcare provider. You mentioned the National Health Service there in the UK. I mean, clearly, it's always a balancing act between providing the right facilities and the right infrastructure to support the public need and the, the, the safety of patients. But also, it requires a lot of investment, ongoing operational expenditure to keep these facilities running in the right way. So when we talk about critical assets here, we're talking about the infrastructure that essentially powers, monitors, maintains, and manages the hospital. So whether that's heating, ventilation, air conditioning, and the associated building management systems, whether it's critical power and cooling, so uninterruptible power supplies or electrical distribution assets or generators, these are all things that are absolutely essential to a healthcare facility. And here is where the staff of that healthcare facility have to make the decision on where do they invest that operational expenditure? What do they need to spend money on? What's critical? what's maybe less critical and can be pushed out, 
How do they balance that and how do they decide when to repair versus when to replace assets? These are the kind of decisions they have to make on a weekly and monthly basis, maybe even a daily basis. And the more information that they can get to help them make that right decision, the better off they are. Yeah, I mean, we, we always talk about evidence-based decision in healthcare. And once you start to collect all this vast amounts of data, sometimes you know facilities can get lost in that data. So how does the predictive or the analytics help kind of mine that information and help a facility? Yeah, this is a really common problem. I think the the advancement in technology and software over the last few years has provided many of our industries that we work with a plethora of options when it comes to how do they kind of monitor, how do they manage, and how do they visualize what's going on. The problem is not having another software. It's, as you said, it's kind of being swamped with too much data. What's the right decision to make? What's the right alarm to listen to? So what we're trying to do from a Schneider Electric's perspective is to provide customers with a service where we are combining the best of what the software can bring, but also the domain expertise and the analytics that we can provide so that we can actually produce actionable recommendations. So not just raw data, not just more information, but taking that information, interpreting it, giving it context, and then giving that customer a recommendation that says, based on what we're seeing, we recommend you do X or Y, and here is the reason for it. So it's really a collaborative approach, kind of partnering with that, that health facility. Yeah, I, I suppose it's um, it's consultancy in one way, in that it's, it's this kind of two-way dialogue and it's leveraging experts to help make informed decisions. The benefit is that through the advancements in, in IoT, connected devices, connected equipment and analytics, now it's not just relying on the human expertise. You've got this combination where you can crunch and analyze the big data, but then you can have a real expert either a domain expert in healthcare or an expert in the types of equipment and assets that we're talking about, looking at the output of those analytics and algorithms, giving it context and saying, based on that, I recommend you do this. And that's really valuable for the type of healthcare providers that we work with. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the facilities that we speak to, they, they obviously have you know very dedicated you know, facility teams that are working there, but they're, they're under pressure you know, resources are tight. So having a domain expert, you know, coming from someone like Schneider Electric is only going to add them value in terms of that expertise. Yeah. And it, it's not necessarily about replacing teams that are already there. You know, this is often a question that we face is does technology now mean that the people at the facility are redundant? And absolutely not, because you still need those teams at the site, on the ground, doing the things that they're doing. But the situation, the reality for many is that they are extremely stretched and under pressure from a resources point of view. And if we can give them technological aid, support, and services that help them prioritize, where should I be spending my time? Where should I be putting more effort to maintaining this system versus that system? That can be really beneficial. So it's about creating this partnership, this collaboration where we augment the team that our customers already have. That's great. And when we think of digitizing these infrastructures or bringing in new technologies, sometimes it can be quite daunting to think about all of this data that I'm collecting and you know having to move into this IT, this cloud system where all my data is getting computed. Is there a way in which you can kind of guide that the customer from a small scale deployment and then kind of gradually mature them into the solution? Yeah, and I think the going back to what I said before in terms of the advancements now in the technology and the type of service that we have, it's not a one-size-fits-all. So it's not about coming in connecting every asset, grabbing every piece of data and creating this huge data lake. It can be about starting small. Maybe the customer has particular problems 
you know, bad actors, particular systems or assets that are continually causing them problems, or they've got a certain part of the infrastructure that is maybe older than the rest that they're a little bit more concerned about, perhaps because of age, but it's not yet in the capital plan to replace. This is where we can take a more targeted approach. We can define what is the most important area to focus on. We can look at connecting those assets of those systems, monitoring that, understanding it, helping produce recommendations. And once that success is proven, then take an informed decision with that customer. Does it make sense to extend that to other parts of the facility? It's always a cost-benefit equation at the end of the day. And again, it's about that two-way consultative approach, augmenting the teams that they have, identifying the gaps either in expertise or just in coverage. Maybe they've got satellite sites that they simply don't have the manpower at and then identifying the right strategy. It's not necessarily about deploying everything all at once. Excellent. And am I correct in thinking that when we provide these services, we're capitalizing on a global global network of experts who might be a specialist in a transformer or in harmonics as an example? Yeah, and the, the, the power that we have as an organization is we are able to offer the customers different options depending on what they need. So there are, of course, multiple softwares that they can deploy if they're looking to manage something simply on-premise or on their own private cloud. That can absolutely be done. If they're looking at more of a service-type approach, we can do exactly what you just described there in your question, which is connecting the customer's assets, running it through those analytics, but then combining it with that human intervention or that human analysis as well. And we do that through our connected service hubs, which are a network of service bureaus around the world that support customers across different industries on exactly this kind of topic. The power of that is that we're able to understand and see what happens in multiple different types of facilities. We can recognize patterns in events that have occurred and what we had to do to support one customer elsewhere and how it could help another. And also it gives the customer that front door to the company from a services perspective that if they need support to really go deep and identify the root cause of a problem, we can then go back to our R&D teams, our level four experts, and we can bring them in and kind of bring the full power of what the company has, the expertise that we have to bear for that particular customer and their need. That's great. So it moves away from that, just selling a piece of equipment to that customer and then leaving them to operate it. We're really staying connected with them through their whole life cycle. Absolutely. And look, you know, we, we've got a service mindset as a company anyway, but this is really taking it to the next level, moving away from simply time-based services to much more kind of connected or digital service plans where you look to optimize how often you need to, to intervene, whether you can actually see things happening in advance and therefore you can avoid issues in the first place. You may actually be able to extend the maintenance intervals. You may be able to advise on when an asset needs replacing and perhaps you can actually push that replacement date back and thus help the customer avoid some capex expenditure that's all possible through technology and through the combination of the analytics plus the expertise and that simply just wasn't the case several years ago yeah that's great so so my background so i'm I'm a hvac engineer so i get the analytics on the ventilation systems you know continuous commissioning and making those systems work but can you give me an example of of what that analytics looks like on a piece of electrical equipment as an example yeah, and the, the, the principles are really the same. It's about making sure that you've got assets, devices that you can ultimately gather data from. Now, with new equipment, new technology that's coming out in the industry, a lot of that happens natively. So if you buy a piece of electrical equipment, a transformer, a piece of switch gear, this can now come with the associated sensor technology, intelligent relays, et cetera. 
But for many facilities, that may not be the case because they may have existing assets that are several years old. So in that case, what we would do is work with that particular healthcare provider to understand what might need to be upgraded, perhaps retrofitted, to give them at least that minimum threshold of data and communication so we can start to produce and provide some interesting insights and analytics. The other thing to look at is what software systems does the customers already have? Wherever possible, we want to reuse or utilize existing investments. So if there are power monitoring systems, if there are you know, any kinds of existing operational systems, historians, et cetera, that are already taking data from the assets, let's look at that. Let's understand if we can extract data from those existing edge software systems and use that to provide the service that we're talking about. And that's where I said it's not a one-size-fits-all because it's about understanding the way that the customer operates today, where they've made investments in the past. Let's look at how we can utilize that to address the concerns or the immediate problems that the customer has. If that requires some upgrade, some retrofit, there needs to be a cost benefit and perhaps an ROI associated with it. But it might be that they already have kind of the data there. It just needs unlocking from existing systems. So it's all about helping them plan, collect data, drive them evidence-based information so that they can they can plan what they're going to do with their capital budgets. Yeah, and, and some of this stuff is short-term, you know, reacting. We've identified that a problem looks like it's manifesting itself. We're calling the customer. We're telling them, hey, you know, be careful about this. We're going to help you diagnose it and avoid that problem. So sometimes it's kind of very short-term, trying to prevent, but acting in, a, in a, I would say, a more short-term approach. And other times it's much more long-term. It's exactly what you said there. It's about long-term capital planning. So it's what are the systems that I've got? What is the critical infrastructure? What is the health status? Am I seeing degradation or accelerating aging or wear and tear on certain systems or assets that I shouldn't normally be expecting? And the beauty of having the technology and the analytics is that sometimes if you're looking at a gray box or a white cupboard or you know a, an asset that you can't see the inner workings of, you simply don't know if something is going wrong or if something is aging prematurely. With the beauty of the technology we have now and the services that we can provide, that becomes visible. And then the customers can use that to make real decisions on what they want to do with their infrastructure. Yeah, you, you don't know what you don't know, is what people keep saying to me recently. All right, Alex. Well, well, thank you so much, Alex, for joining us. It was uh, really insightful. So thank you very much. You're welcome. And uh, thank you for everyone for listening to this episode of Schneider Electric Podcast for Everyday Extraordinary Healthcare. Join us in the coming weeks as we will explore some additional aspects of driving resiliency in healthcare, looking at flexible buildings and also talking about risk mitigation. 